Hi and welcome to The Crime Pod. I'm Sam. And I'm Caitlin. Merry Christmas everyone. Merry Christmas. <laughs> God. Well today um, on this episode, our final episode of the year actually, I'm going to stick with not a Christmas theme but this um, murder happened actually on Boxing Day. So to those not in the UK that's just December the 26th. So today I'm going to talk about the murderer named Nathan Wayne Coleman, also known as David Francis Bieber. Okay, so Caitlin, have you heard of Nathan Wayne Coleman? I haven't actually. No. I feel like it doesn't ring a bell, so I'm looking forward to it. Now, it might when I talk about obviously the victim, and I know I never mentioned him at the very beginning. It's just because there's others, and you know, I think this one we're not focusing more on the murderer, but I've got more information on him and things. Um, so I'll just begin. So, like I said, David Francis Bieber, he was born on the 3rd of February 1966, but he was also known under the. Is it Elias? I can never say that word. Alias. I have. Um, that's it. Alias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nathan Wayne Coleman. He is an American convicted murderer. Now, bear with me because obviously I know we are a UK podcast. So he's a fugitive from the United States and he was originally from Fort Myers in Florida and he was the son of a high school principal. Now, after leaving school, he was briefly a U.S. Marine. However, he got discharged for going AWOL. I believe the Marines just wasn't for him because he didn't like getting told what to do. Um, also, he was really into bodybuilding. So after that, he became a bodybuilder and also a drug dealer. Now, on the 9th of February 1995, a fellow bodybuilder, Marcus Muller, was shot in Fort Myers. Now, police arrested Bieber, thinking he had hired a hitman, but later released him due to lack of evidence. Now, in November 1995, Bieber's former girlfriend, Michelle Marsh, was attacked by the same gunman who had attacked Muller, but all four shots missed her. So, of course, Bieber fled the state assuming the identity of Nathan Wayne Coleman. Through a stolen passport, which obviously were in the 90s, so I guess it was easier to do, because he then escaped the country, the whole of the USA, in 1996. So in 1996, he entered the United Kingdom on the 26th of September through a port of Ramsgate using the stolen passport, like I mentioned before. He was given a six-month visa, but that was then extended because he married a woman called Denise Horsley in Kendall, which was in Cumbria, in March 1997. Now, in that's 19- where you get mint cake from. Oh, what's mint cake? Kendall mint cake. It's like, that's what Kendall's famous for. It's like a bar of kind of like mint. mint? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've never had it, but I've, I'm intrigued. It's not, uh, uh, no offence, I don't think it's worth having, but you could have it one thing. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for that. Now, in 1998, Bieber arrived in Yorkshire, where he worked as a nightclub doorman. Because remember, he was a bodybuilder. So this, he was like a tank of a man, you know, broad, muscly, 
very very tall as well so he kind of had the physique for being a body um a doorman sorry now yeah like your typical bouncer yeah literally now he also acquired an arsenal of illegal firearms so he had a lot of firearms in his house now i know i said this is in 1998 he is american as well so you know no offense but back there it was clearly easier to get firearms but as we've mentioned in previous podcast episodes i'm sure we have anyway that our gun laws in Great Britain didn't actually change until 1996 because of the awful Dumbling School Massacre. So, but before then, you could also have handguns. And my guess is, you know, it's only been two years since the law was changed. They were probably much, still much easier to get than they are now. Not that it's not, doesn't happen here now, but you know, you get the gist. So he had a lot of um, handguns as well. Now, in 2001, so jump a couple of years, his wife petitioned for a divorce and they got the decree. The decree of absolute was granted on the 5th of May 2002. So that went over a couple of years. So from 1997, from their marriage, it only lasted to 2002. And throughout that time, um, Bieber, he was a bouncer. He was into bad things. And obviously he carried firearms. Now, on the 26th of December 2003, this is Boxing Day in the UK, so it's still a public holiday for those that don't have to work on public holidays. But in 2003 in Leeds, traffic policemen Ian Broadhurst and Neil Roper saw his car, this is Bieber's car, parked suspiciously outside a betting shop. Now, also, I know from Boxing Day, there's always a lot of betting that goes on because they have horse races and things. I don't know if you knew that, but I don't know if they still do it. But I actually did. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it was a big thing. Um, So they identified the registration plates as being false and asked him to accompany them to the police car where Bieber then sat in the back seat. Now, the officers, they were uneasy and they called for backup, which they received from colleague James Banks. Now, this whole time they were before James arrived and before they had um, called for backup, it was just they were uncomfortable with the way he was acting and they just thought there's something more than just a stolen car, you know. Now, Robert then went to handcuff Bieber. But... Bieber facing the imprisonment for various offences and a possible extradition to Florida from, you know, how he killed his friend, possibly killed his friend and hired a woman, a hitman to shoot at his ex-girlfriend. He drew a nine millimetre handgun and fired four shots at the unarmed police officers who obviously tried to flee. Now, Robert was hit twice in the shoulder and abdomen, but managed to get away. Broadhurst was shot once in the back and became immobilised. So Banks, you know, James Banks, who was there for backup, he escaped injury after a bullet hit his radio. So he was shot at, but it hit his radio. Now, Bieber then went over to where Broadhurst was lying and shot him in the head at point-blank range, while Broadhurst obviously was pleading for his life. In the street? In the street. This all happened in Boxing Day in the street, just because two police officers and then a third tried to arrest him for a stolen vehicle. 
in all of this, he took out a gun and caused all that havoc. Now, while that was happening, um, I said, you know how Robert, he was hit twice in the shoulder and abdomen, but he managed to get away. He got into cover and obviously called for backup and things and said, you know, his colleagues had been shot and were getting shot at. All of this was happening in the street. Now, while this was going on and the police officers were obviously fleeing for their lives, Bieber managed to escape. So he got away. Now, obviously, because there were shootings in the UK as well and at police officers, this sparked a nationwide hunt for the killer because he had just killed a policeman. Or obviously, when you kill anyone, it's bad. But you know what I mean from a kind of point of view when it comes to nationwide all the news and things. Now, on the 27th of December, Bieber took a... Can I ask you a question? Sorry. Mm-hmm. See, when you said they were on the hunt for the killer, did they know it was him or were they just trying to find anyone they thought it was? Anyone they thought it was. So they didn't actually know that this guy was Bieber. Now, the one thing... OK, though, yeah, and with CCTV and stuff back then. Yes. So the stupid thing that happened was he didn't take his car. So he ran away. And in the car, he had left evidence, you know, juice bottles and things with his DNA on them. Now, this wasn't, he wasn't in the system for DNA. So they couldn't be like, right, this is who we're looking for. You know, let's go get him. What happened was they managed to track down the shop that sold him that, which was practically like just down the road two minutes before they had actually arrived at his car. And there's where they saw him on CCTV. So they could put two and two together. However, again, he still wasn't in the system because his real name's Nathan Wayne Coleman, remember, and he's a fugitive fleeing from America. So he's not already on the database. Now, yeah, exactly. On the 27th of December, uh, Bieber had actually taken a taxi journey in Bradford. And then on the 28th of December, armed police raided his flat and then that's when he was named the number one suspect was on the 29th of December so three days after the shooting that's when they knew this is who we're looking for. Now he was arrested finally by armed police at 2.25am on the 31st of December 2003 in a hotel room near Gateshead. He also, at the time of his arrest, had a pistol ready to fire under his bed and he had dyed his hair ginger in an attempt to avoid detection. Now, also remember, one, ginger, you could stand out pretty much. Well, I guess not in the UK because we've got a lot of gingers. But when you're so tall and a bodybuilder, you're going to stand out anyway. Dying your hair ginger ain't going to help you. Now, he was charged with murder and two accounts of attempted murder on the 1st of January 2004. The trial was held at Newcastle Crown Court and it ended on the 2nd of December 2004. So that's 12 months after he was first charged. And obviously, you know, things do take time. Now, he denied the murder and he denied the two accounts of attempted murder and possession of a firearm with intent to endanger life. And he also denied possession of 209 millimeter pistol carriages. Now, the weird thing is, though, he did admit possession of 298 nine millimeter cartridges without a firearm certificate. So after all that, he, that's what he admits to. 
And I don't know why. If you're going to deny everything else, I don't know. Now, the prosecution presented evidence from eyewitnesses identification of um, Bieber's voice and also DNA evidence. So his voice, he wasn't, yeah, he was in um, Leeds and he was in Manchester. He's been in all over the UK since he arrived, but he's still got a Southern American accent. So you can't, you're going to pinpoint that person. And also they managed to finally find the DNA. Now, his defence, though, was that it was his friend who looked like him, who was also from Florida, that committed the offences and had asked him to look after the murder weapon. Now, Bieber said he could not name this friend for fear of reprisals. So you've got a twin friend that looks like you who's asked you to look after the weapon, but you're not going to name them. So he was found guilty unanimously of the murder and various firearm charges. Now, the judge, Mr. Judges Moses, told Bieber he had shown no remorse or understanding of the brutality of his crime. And the aggravating feature in the case was that Bieber did not need to shoot Broadhurst through the head, noting you had already disabled him and he was defenceless. You could have escaped then, but you chose to wait and fire a second shot at point blank range. To shoot and kill an officer in such circumstances, doing no more than trying to serve us all, is an attack on all of us. It must be acknowledged that he might have died as a result of your first shot, but you made certain of his death. So he was given three life sentences and the judge recommended that Bieber should never be released. A ruling that would make him, I think it's the only the 25th prisoner in Britain to receive a whole life tariff. Now, is it Angus Sinclair and everyone else that we've probably done an episode on? has as part of that tariff. Now, it was the first whole life tariff to be set by a judge because previous tariffs used to be set by the Home Secretary, but that was soon declared illegal. So then it was made by the judge. Now, should he have been released, the state of Florida has said it would seek his extradition, though he could not face the death penalty, which Florida has, but he couldn't have um, faced that due to extradition treaties, which I am guessing they probably, if you've, if you've come from another country, it's sent back to America, you probably can't get the death penalty for some reason. Now, appeals. Of course, he had to appeal this charge. Now, he did it various times, actually, because on the 24th of October, 2006, the appeal court rejected a bid from him for his convictions to be overturned, but they ruled that he could appeal against the trial judge's recommendation that he should never be released. Now, in February 2007, his case was delayed due to a European Court of Human Rights review on whether lifelong imprisonment is a violation of human rights. So if that case was successful, it would result in him and all other such prisoners having their cases recalled to court for a new minimum term to be decided. However, I believe I don't think that won because nothing else was said about his, his life imprisonment. Now, in 2007 as well, he was involved in escape plot with two other prisoners. Now, I'm sure I read in one article, I think they were planning on getting a helicopter out of there. So I don't know how many films they've seen because that just didn't happen. 
Now, on the 23rd of July 2008, he was told by the High Court that he would not have to serve a full life sentence as originally recommended by the trial judge, trial judge, sorry, but would still have to serve a minimum of 37 years. So I think, you know, from that first case in 2007, when the Human Rights Review, it had to be over a year and a half until... They, they came back and they said that he'd get a minimum of 37 years before even being considered for parole. So that means if he was in prison until then, which would be 2041, he'd be about 75 years old. And that's before he can even get parole. Now, his lawyers had made a successful appeal on the basis that the sentence amounted to inhumane treatment, which one of the chairmen of the police federation described as leaving the judiciary, sorry, I can't say that word, with blood on its hands. So I don't really fully understand that if he was, I think he was against it, just saying that, yeah, he's committed all these crimes, so it's not inhumane treatment. Now, if he was to be released from British custody, in if he is still alive, so this is in 2041, well, after 2041, because that'd be when he could get parole or try and get out, um, he will definitely be extradited to the United States, where he then faces charges relating to the murder of Marcus Muller and the attempted murder of former girlfriend Michelle Marsh in Florida in 1995. However, as long as he's in prison in the UK, he will not be charged for, or he will not be going on trial for the, the charges in America. So that's really the story of um of that one. However, there's also one other thing I'd like to mention because I saw an article. Now I'm sure it is about the same person because the name like is the both of the names match. However, I can't see them any other articles saying this is who the guy is. So David Bieber also known as Nathan Coleman, he was accused of attempting to murder Alison Smith at HMP Long Larton with a knife. Well, not with a knife he had uh, used, you know, when you can sharpen your, I think it was a toothbrush or something, um, in the cell. You now, asked Tony about this last week. I know. <laughs> Maybe he would have known him. Um, but he had attacked Alison Smith and um, she she never um died but obviously she had she'd been attacked and actually he didn't um appear in court until 2021 the end of 2021 or 2022 I think it was because he has had he's worse than some of the awful serial killers five different like solicitors lawyers people trying to help him on his defense but he keeps firing them all or saying no to them um, so it's been rescheduled from 2019 in May, November, then also January 2020, April 2020, September 2020. Those ones also might have been due to COVID. February 2021 and October 2021. So those were all postponed. However, on it was actually 2022 when he was finally um, found guilty because it was just on the 22nd of November 2022. Now, he's still in custody, and I believe he, he got another six years to life on his sentence. Um, however, there's nothing else in all of these things that say it's the same person, so I could honestly be talking rubbish, but I guess if you have the, 
two names. It could be the same guy. So let's be real. He's still in prison and he's just, he's not changing. He's just the same type of guy. Um, but that's the story of uh, Nathan Wayne Coleman and also mostly the death of Ian Broadhurst. Caitlin, what's your thoughts? Um, I had never heard of this. I don't know how I completely missed it. Um, when you first started talking about it, I thought it was someone else. But yes, I just get more confused how these things can happen in like broad daylight. Like mm-hmm. I know back then someone wouldn't have intervened and obviously I don't know the kind of situation, but I think that's wild. Yeah, I forget that like guns were a thing here because obviously I was born what? Not even 90, a year before Dunblane? Yeah. 95. So I was 96. Like, um, so yeah, like guns have never been legal for like any of our lives really. So I find it so mental that there is like gun attacks in the UK, especially to that extreme. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and it's awful. Like, And I'm very surprised that we hadn't heard it as well because it was the death of a police officer and then yeah. also two other police officers were injured. Well, one obviously with his radio, but, you know, other injuries. Um, uh-huh. It's crazy. Absolutely. Um. But on that note, uh, that was our final episode of 2022. Ooh. So, like, we hope you have a fantastic festive period and new year and things. And we'll see you in 2023.